Good evening, Demon fans, and welcome back to the Demonland podcast. My name is Andy, and well, the veil of negativity is firmly in place. Uh, spoiler warning, we could be heading into uh, glo- doom and gloom territory tonight. Uh, hopefully, my co-host can provide us with some positivity in what has been kick the demons in the media week. Um, Great Viney, uh, can you, uh, sir, offer me any uh, positivity in uh, such uh, such dark times as we find ourselves in? I'm afraid I can't, Andy. I've spent <laughs> the day uh, racking my brains to see if I can come up with something more absurd than some of the suggestions we've seen on the board this week. Uh, from sack the coach to dissolve the board, uh, drop Clary, I've seen, uh, trade Viney, and even some posters suggesting that we'd be better off if the club just folded. <laughs> so, um, uh, positive or negative, my message to those Demon Landers is get a grip. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe we will be seeing some positivity tonight on the podcast uh, through you because I'm not sure. I'm not quite in the territory of some of the things that you've suggested that others have said. But, uh, yeah, I'm, my mindset at the moment is... Firmly in the You've negative. you your grip? Uh, not quite, but it's, it's slipping. I'm slipping. Uh, George, uh, good evening. How are you? Uh, any positivity from uh, your end? Good evening, Andy. Good evening, Great Viney. Um, I'll, I'll refer to what uh, Titus O'Reilly uh, said when after he'd watched the uh, Adelaide Fremantle game where he said, having set the bar so low, I don't know how Melbourne will go under it. I don't think we did, so that must be a positive. But uh, it's all... all so the big positive for all the Melbourne supporters here in Melbourne is that we're not up in Sydney. Uh, we can at least enjoy a decent coffee and we'll be able to watch AFL footy on the TV, which they won't be able to do uh, while they're sitting in Manly. Um, if you've ever been up New South Wales, you wouldn't know that another state exists. So um, we're better off um, for, for a couple of reasons. Well, um, we might uh, get started in uh, in talking about the game. Uh, we're going to start with uh, some positives, I guess. Um, let's let's start positively. Um, you know, I think we do occasionally see glimpses of of good ball move, movement. Occasionally, the chaos ball, the play on at all costs. Sometimes it does actually work. It's just repeatedly spoiled uh, too often by poor skills or by a lack of polish. I think now I'm starting to shift into negative territory, and we'll cover that shortly. So back to the back to the positives. Um, is there anything that you like about this the the chaos ball play on at all costs? Is it time to ditch it, or or what's what's your thoughts there, Grapevine? I might start with you because you're more positively skewed. Um, I don't have a problem with chaos ball per se, but I think any team needs to know um, when to go quickly and when perhaps to hold things up and, and uh, you know, look for a closer option. Um, I just, you know, I think uh, sometimes it looks like we've got one speed and one speed only. And, uh, um, you know, there's been some discussion about hot potato, um, Clayton Oliver, the way he's disposing of the ball. And I think that applies to the side generally, Um uh, you know, sometimes we see midfielders not looking up; they just kick, um, uh, kick in hope. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more, uh, 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 a little bit more consideration before disposing of the footy, I guess. 
Uh, George, anything to, to like about uh, Chaos Ball? Play on um, at all costs. I, I think Chaos Ball is fine and it has been successful for um, you know, Richmond in particular. Um, the furious run that they uh, and pressure that they put on players is, is what probably we're trying to emulate. Uh, I think the basic difference that we've got is um, if we go back to 2018 when it was so successful for us, we had a decent forward line line to keep to to get some results out of we we lost a bloke named Hogan um we still had Tommy Mack and and Wiedemann produced a decent final series but since that time um we've lost that uh, focus up forward uh which ultimately gets us the goals to win games and um so the chaos ball I think is still working okay we certainly need uh, and you get all the analysis that we saw this uh this week from on the couch and the other programs and commentaries about what we should have been doing and there's no doubt that what they were highlighting was correct but but um, if you still haven't got anyone to kick it to or kick it through the big sticks um, it, it looks pretty ordinary and boy does it look ordinary at the moment. Yeah and I think one of the points you, you mentioned Richmond how they do it and they do it well and we saw it on the weekend is um, you know they do that they they play fast and and move the ball along but there's always you know, they, they they do sort of uh, stop and, uh, you know, just before they mentioned this on, on the couch, that they do stop before they get into the forward line and sort of size up a target and have someone leading, whereas we're just bombing it in. And at the moment, I don't think we have the right forward structure. That's uh, in my some of my negatives that we'll get to shortly. But let's stay on positives. Um, Christian Petrarca is an absolute star. Uh, that 14 possessions in the first quarter was it was huge. The impact, I think, waned a little bit um, as the game went on. Uh, well, certainly in terms of possessions, but whenever he gets the ball, he, he just finds space. He uses his the strength in his body and legs to, to bullock through. He can classily sidestep. He mostly uses the ball very well, and he had a hand in quite a few um, of our scoring opportunities uh, on the weekend. Um a lot to like about Christian Petraka. Certainly, the best year he's had with us um, as the four games that we are into this year. Uh, but it's the Christian Petraka that we've uh, been wanting to see. It's not really surprising, is it? These are the qualities I guess uh, we knew he'd bring when he came to the club. Um, it's perhaps taken one or two years is longer than some had hoped. But really, when you think about you know a player's um, uh, maturity. Um, he's coming into his peak now, and he's uh, he's on song. He's lovely to watch, isn't he, George? Uh, anything to yeah. add to him? Yeah, I, I think um, we're starting to see. Although, as you said, it's only four games in. We're starting to see what we expected of Petrarca. A um, couple of things I, I think are the, are the causes of that. Firstly, he's been in the system a little, uh, a few years. Um, it does take young players a while to get used to the pace of the game, to get their bodies right, and in Christian's case, to get to just do that little bit of trimming down and develop the muscles um, that that you need need to withstand the rigours of AFL football. And we're starting to see the see the results. Um, that also then flows over into the individual's confidence. Um, I think another good ex- good example that we've seen in previous years was James Harms, who was quite literally going around in circles. Um, until he hit that sort of age, age of 23, 24, um, 
got his confidence in in his body. He stopped getting injuries, and all of a sudden he started to put consistent football in. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing now from uh, Petrarca. And let's hope that it continues for another thirteen odd games. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, I uh, forgot to mention, uh, we do love hearing from Demon Landers. If you'd like to join us uh, tonight on the program, give us a call on 0390163666 at 0390163666 or Skype us, Demonland31. If you're listening to the show live, join us in the chat room at demonland.com slash podcast. Uh, post a comment and uh, we might read it out on the air. Uh, if you're listening to this at your leisure via SoundCloud on demonland.com or via Apple or Android podcasting apps, uh, subscribe to us and uh, you'll receive updates uh, when the podcast drops. Uh, also on Spotify and Stitcher, go over to demonland.com and find the links to your preferred method of listening. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash demonland31, Twitter at demonland, Instagram at demonland31, YouTube, just search for demonland podcast. Why not head over to demonland.com, sign up and uh, chat with other demon fans about this club and you can whine and whinge all you, all you like after a loss, but... Uh, Hopefully we have some wins you can celebrate with us too. Um, moving right along, uh, I thought Hibbard uh, was really good uh, for the second week in a row. Um, not all of his kicks out of defence were, were beauties, but his efforts uh, were certainly there. Uh, definitely saved us a few times. Um, hopefully, you know, he's had a, a horrid, horrid uh, 2020 uh, for personal reasons, but uh, hopefully his form has, has turned the corner and he continues on this trajectory um, and that, you know, 2019 was the aberration uh, for him. Uh, George, you liking what you're seeing from Hibbard? Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, if you'd asked me the same question, you would have got a different answer. Um, <laughs> but uh, in since he's come back from uh, his enforced um, stay outside the uh, the main 22, um, I think he's actually changed the way he's kicking the ball, particularly down the field. Previously, that just used to be the old bang it out there and just get it out of defence. Now he's actually, um, as a, to use the, the usual term, uh, lowering the eyes a bit and his, um, uh, his kicking, has, has, it's only been two weeks now, but vastly improved from what it was. He used to be a, a rather a liability in the past where the ball had just come straight back inside, but um, playing much better of a foot. He's nice to have in the side for the the other reason is he's got that mature, reliable body and um, a couple of times, yeah, just being contest and being able to stand up, quite literally, um, in the defensive uh, part of the ground was critical to us and he, he certainly saved a couple of goals off his own bat. So nice to have him back. Um, uh, it's nice to see. Uh, originally, I was thinking that uh, Rivers was going to go past him very quickly, but, but when he puts in performances like he did on the weekend and, the, and last week as well, he's going to be uh, keep his spot in the side. Um, Grapeviney, anything to add on Hibbard? No, just look, mentioning Rivers, he didn't have a great, great game on the weekend and that just underlines the importance of uh, perhaps getting another year or two um, out of Nev, Nev uh, and, and Hibbo before, uh, before the likes of Rivers come on. Yeah, and I think it's unfair to to put a, put pressure on a player like Rivers. It is his first first year in the system. Same with Cozzy. Yep. Same with uh, Jackson. If he gets back into the team, you know, the, the, we can't expect them to be, um, you know, to to be the great uh, white hopes um, for the team. You know, so it's good that uh, you know there are players like Hibbard guys that um, you know 
that are still there that can uh, show them the ropes. Um, I think did, May did got, Nev uh, travel with the team? Well, well, I was going to ask that question la- later of you guys about who who went. I, did they did they say thirty three players went? Yeah, I don't know that we got That's the full list though. No, no, no. Definitely, I think eight players stayed behind, but I'm not sure if that eight includes the four that we know are injured and are not available for the next indefinite period of time. We know that um, uh, we know that Nitschke's uh, done a knee. Um, uh, Kola Jasny's, um, you know, out indefinitely. As is, um, as is, who who are the other two that are out? Hawes injured, isn't, isn't and yep. Harry Petty's injured. And Petty's injured as well. Isn't they're all they're all indefinite. Then they're, they're definitely not going. But um, I believe guys like Oscar Baker, the two Wagners aren't going. Proust isn't going. Um, but I don't know anyone else. So I'm not sure if if the eight that. I had heard that number eight thrown around, so I'm not sure if that eight includes the, the the injured four, but I know it definitely includes a couple of those other guys that I mentioned are not going. So I'm assuming Nev yeah. went, but um, I don't know for sure. I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it I, is. Known, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he has gone. Um, and when you add up those injured guys and the uh, Brad Keys and, and Brad uh, Keys, Bruce yeah. and the, Wa- the Wagners. You're suddenly getting up to that eight or nine in any case. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I expect that uh, Neville will be part of it. Um, even if he isn't in the short term, having 33 players up there gives us lots of options. And there's still, um, uh, if, if, if it really got desperate, for example, like let's say Max went down, heaven forbid, um, you could have Bruce up there in two weeks, even if you had to do two weeks of quarantine when crossing. So, um um, well, I, th- I think we've got enough players up there to see us through. Do we know? Well, we don't. Know, I don't know if we know what the situation within in getting relief players in, particularly given today's news about uh, the full lockdown, or the, at least in the Melbourne metropolitan area lockdown, and definitely with the closure of the border. Um, I don't know what special dispensation AFL players have in terms of being able to cross. Uh, whether that's an essential. Uh, <laughs> Uh, reason uh, possibly it is, but yeah, that 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 that, that situation will be yeah. quite interesting, and I guess it depends on the who the club is and who the player is to come in and replace. So um, yeah, and, and, and it can be absolutely absolutely sure that somebody will try to do it. But. Um, I, I think May um, May played well. I think he showed you know why we went hard for him and i but I, I look i still think it's a valid question why we didn't use that pick on king given our forward line woes uh, but may is a solid defend, defender his disposal though I, I i don't know what's happened there uh pre-season i thought he was one of our best disposers by foot uh but he's had a few shockers uh this year uh there was one in particular this week, and uh, he's but he's certainly not alone um, in terms of terrible kicking in our team at the moment. Um, um, how do you see uh, George? How do you see May down back this year, and particularly this I, week? I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't have any problems with May at the moment. He's he's that big body that we did need um, last year. We we were trying to struggle with you know down back. Os, Oscar's. I, uh, third defender but he's not a first defender we definitely needed um someone to of exactly what uh, the way may is built to be able to fill the hole that was very we were desperate for someone down there we certainly 
certainly couldn't expect to be seriously um, competitive if you had Lever and, and Oscar down as your, your two and only defenders. We needed May definitely to be uh, as part of the mix as well. So, um, yeah, the, the only uh, yeah, criticism I have of May, and he didn't do it in this game, was I, I just wish he'd, he'd um, when he's doing kick-ins, he'll, kick-ins, he'll wish he'd do it from the back of the square, not the top, because the... The first opponent's ten meters away from the top of the square. Well, why do you why do you why do you concede another ten meters to them when you can be twenty meters away? It gives you lots of options uh, if you come from the back from the back of the square. But um, he, he didn't do it this week, but the previous week he did it a couple of times. So um, yeah, we, we just got to just got to wait and see. It's only four games into the season with him, but I don't think he's the concern. All right. Um... Any more positive? I'm I'm really struggling. Um, maybe just I thought I thought Max early on was well beaten by Nan Curvis. Am I alone in my thinking of that? I think Max finished the game quite strongly, um, but I thought he was beaten early by Nan Curvis. Uh, Great Viney, am I off base there? I think we did win the clearances on the day. Yeah, I'm not sure about yeah. that, that that particular contest, but. Um, yeah, I don't know that we're getting a whole lot of value for those clearances, that's for sure. No, well, yeah, that's, a, that's another story, and we might get into the negatives right now. Uh, where, do I, where do I even start with this? And I guess, I guess one, one guy that uh, sticks out uh, this week, and hopefully it was just a bad week, but um, according to the media, they're, they're not impressed with this guy, uh, Clayton Oliver. And it, it really kills me, you know. Um, you know, we've been led to believe and we've seen a lot of evidence to, to back it up in terms of um, him being the contested possession king. Um, you know, he's, Clary, he's an out-and-out star of the league, but, you know, it, and we, you know, then we realise how young he is and we begin to salivate anymore. But yesterday, oh, not yesterday, the game the other day was a big wake-up call, I think, for him and supporters. And I hope it's the aberration and not the norm because... His disposal, and, and in particular by foot, um, and also those golden hands of his was <laughs> just putrid on the weekend. Um, the turnover in the last few minutes um, not only summed up his game, but in fact the whole team's game. Uh, George uh, is a panic stations with Clayton. He, he got a, he copped a lot of stick <laughs> from some in the media. <laughs> I'm trying not to be negative here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> He was BOG two weeks ago, no, wasn't no. he, against Carlton? Or? <laughs> yes. And well, yeah. some play, of the some, some, oh, before you go on, George. Sorry, uh, some, some of the uh, media actually had him in in our best uh, this week. Um, uh, George. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, look, you, you, you do forget how young these these kids are, um, and and the fact that that uh, Clayton's got so much talent there that. Um, it's certainly not panic stations by any stretch. What, what I think is the the major problem in the midfield is that um, uh, across the board, um, with our main mids at the moment, we're not getting the drive that we need, um, and they're not um, doing an, doing enough hard running. Uh, we, we've seen examples previously of, particularly in the Geelong game, of the mids not coming back and covering covering um, the defensive area in front of the fifty. Uh, and in this game, uh, I think uh, was was the Richmond mid with Lambert, Martin, and uh, was it Prestier? I think was the other one. They kicked five goals, five goals between them, uh, and our mids 
uh, could only contribute one point, and that came from Max. Uh, um, so we're just not getting the, the work up and down the field that we need to see from this whole group of mids, regardless of the problems of, of foot skills or, or um, turnovers and things like that. They're just not working hard, hard enough. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, take away those five goals from the Richmond mids and you can't take away from those. You know, those guys are pretty talented in any case. But uh, if we were able to match them even close to that, then we're more than competitive. We're, we're actually in there and would be winning. So, um, uh, yeah, there's there's a bit more bit more work required. Petraka has shown that he can, he's can he gone up to that next level. We certainly need a couple of others. I'm a little bit disappointed with with Jack Viney. Um in that sense, he's he's not contributing as he should at the moment. He had a fantastic first game, it's game against West Coast, and really just hasn't shone in the same way since. Um, let's hope it's only a blip. So, um, great, great, Viney. What do you think? Um, uh, just to give Jack Viney perhaps a bit of an out, um, uh, his wife did give birth just a couple of weeks ago, so he is a new new dad. So. May not be sleeping. He's certainly his output the last couple of weeks hasn't been that great. But um, I think in addition to, to um, the issue that George identified um, was one that was identified by the media on the weekend in that um, we're just not getting uh, we're not getting value for our possessions uh, from our mids other than um, certainly on the weekend other than Petraka. Uh, look, we usually do with Oliver. I don't think it's panic stations or even concern with him. Um, he uh, was just about BOG, as I said, against uh, Carlton a few weeks back. Um, and um, he does seem to be playing hot potato at the moment, gives it out, gives it out very quickly. I'm not sure what the rush is. Um, but, uh, yeah, of the midfield group at the moment, I think Petraka's the only one who's... Um, uh, Decision making um, and ex- and execution um, is is up to scratch. Um, he seems to be taking the right option almost every single time. Um, whereas I think uh, I, I don't think that's the case for Viney and, and Brayshaw. Yeah, and we saw we saw footage of that. Uh, if you watched on the couch, uh, there were plenty of opportunities where the wrong option was taken. Um, or the execution was just so bad, or there was just over handballing. And I guess this leads us into my next point at our disposal. Um, and this is where perhaps I give uh, Goodwin a pass uh, because uh, poor disposal and bad decision-making and ne- bad execution, like what we saw on the weekend, is just a coach killer. Um, you know, perhaps it is linked to the manic game plan, and we get an, into that as well soon. Uh, but players, are f- they're just failing to execute simple kicks and handballs, even even when under no pressure, and that's what gets me sometimes. And then if you add a tiny bit of pressure, it's even worse. And I don't think... Um, I don't think any coach or football department can fix poor skills uh, this far into the game. Um, I don't know, uh, George. What, what do you think? Uh, if they just slow it down, yeah, I, will that improve things, or or not? Um, I, I, I think there's a couple of factors at play here. Uh, um, firstly, again, this midfield that we've got is still relatively young. When you look at people like Dustin Martin and Koch and um, when when they get the ball, they use it so well. Um, 
because they just take that little bit of extra time. That's something that that comes from from years of experience. Um, their vision is just superb. Um, I think we've got those capabilities, but it'll take a little bit little bit longer. To, you know, let, we forget how old these guys are. You know, they might be four or five years older than the Clayton Olivers, for example. Um, so you haven't got that that same level of, of capability in the middle and it really hurts you. I think the simplest way, instead of telling people to try and slow down, is just do the simple things. Um, in the, in that, uh, those highlighted clips for on, on the couch, uh, the commentators were looking at, you know, people who were loose in the forward line and loose at the, um, out, out the sides and things like that. But quite often there was a simple handball to the guy who was running alongside you would have kept the pressure going rather than trying to kick it to kick it 50 metres to someone over the back and look spectacular. Just do the simple things and then the ball goes that much deeper into the forward line and you've got a far better chance of, of scoring. So from the coach's perspective, that that would be the message I'd be trying to get to, get to them. We're getting the ball out. We, the one positive that you can, that you can take out of um, all of the games so far is that we've, we've been competitive. Um we're not we're not that far off it. We're just handing the opposition uh, the the winning the winning scores um, with silly mistakes, and uh, we'll talk about it later. No doubt a, a lack of a forward line that's to, that's going to get the scores uh, in the first place. But um, we're not being blown away um, compared to you know we've all been around long enough to remember what 2012 2000. 2014 was like we're not being blown away. We are missing out by a couple of points, um, here or there. Yeah, it's it's really really frustrating, um, but we've just got to hope that um, the tide does change. It has to change pretty soon because people are getting very annoyed about what they're seeing. Uh, maybe now we can uh, talk about Tomlinson and Langdon. Um, I thought some of Tomlinson's efforts were were lacklustre and half-hearted. Um, uh, Langdon's disposal was probably on par with the rest of the team. Uh, I won't stick the boots uh, into these two just yet. It's uh, early days and we, some of the things that they have done over the preseason and what we've seen so far have been good. And, you know, I think we were in desperate need for genuine wingers and we got the best available at the time to fill that void. You know, we praised that decision at the time. So one bad game doesn't throw that all away. You know, time will tell. Um I will add, though, um, that Tomlinson is not a great backup ruck. We're using him as the second second <laughs> ruck, and it's it, uh, it, it's not his fault because he's not a ruckman. Uh, look, I believe GWS did use him at times, but I'm not sure how much he was used, and, and that's probably why we and George, you'll agree with me, I'm sure, why we need another key forward uh, so that T Mac or Weed or Brown can fill that hole. Uh, but then we're back into the quandary of last year. You know, the forward line seemed to fall down last year when one of our key forwards went into the ruck, uh, leaving only one key forward. Um, but uh, that's, you know, better than the quandary we're in at the moment because you need someone that can sort of ably fill that hole for that five, eight minutes of a quarter, probably a bit less than than that this year with the shorter quarters. Uh, George, um I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you want to talk about, whether the wingers or, or, or the ruck situation? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tomlinson uh, uh, actually rucked in the grand final as the backup ruck, um, but he's, he's not much of a ruck at the end of the day. They had um, a great day that day, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, look, with the 16-minute quarters, the, the need for a 
a dedicated backup ruck has dropped off. It'll change yeah, when we get back to normal, normal um, times. Uh, but the, um, the 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 real failure that that we've seen in all the games so far, in all four games that we've played, has been the the lack of a suitable number of talls. When we went in against West Coast, we only went in with two. They had three tall defenders. Every other game since we've gone in with one, and they've always had more than one tall defender. Um, you can't expect Fritch to be your main go-to man as, as the backup. Tommy, in particular, um, isn't the stay-at-home forward. He's been working up the ground, and as I think it was Gary Lyon said, he's a uh, a good workman-like um, forward. Um, the real workhorse that you need, and uh, but he's not that forward who's going to stay at home and take that, um, take the big body or the big mark and things like that. And we can't expect Tommy to do it. We can't expect Fritch to do it. And um, there's no one else in there that actually um, looks like they're going to going to um, be a real target for us up the front. So we desperately need someone else in there. Um, I thought Jackson was competitive in his first game. Uh, Brown was pretty awful in the, in his game against West Coast, but um, you know we we just need another body in there to 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 make it look like a real forward line. Uh, yeah, um, uh, we'll we'll talk about the forward line now. It's going to have had a few other things to talk about, but let's talk about the forward line now. Uh, you, you brought that up, George. Um, in, in fact, if we're going to talk about the forward line, and it goes back to I think. Let's talk about selection. Um, once again, I think the coach is being can very... Can I take it back? Yeah. Where do you want to go Sorry. back to? <laughs> I was just going to say, can I take it... Before we do the selection thing, can I take it back a little bit further? Yep. Do we understate the importance of the loss of Jesse Hogan? Well, we can talk about um, that, and certainly. Saying that I'm, in, in saying that, I'm not... Uh, uh, Jesse was going to go. There was no, no real way that we were going to hold on to him, but... Um, the whole premise about Melbourne being able to cope without Jesse didn't rest on a whole lot. It rested on the fact that we beat Geelong in 2015 without him out at uh, uh, the Cattery, and then we beat Hawthorne at the MCG in 2016 without him, and then obviously um, there was the games at the end of 2018 uh, where Sam Wiedemann had a few good weeks. And uh, look, you know, you talk about what's changed since then and so much of the personnel is the same. Um, is Hogan the big hole that's uh, that's missing there? Well, he is in a sense, but he went and we, we when I say we, I'm sure the coaching and the football department and the, the guys that make those decisions believed that Wiedemann was going to kick on. They believed that Wiedemann, along with T-Mac, would, would be the hope sufficient sufficient enough but it, mm. it's not there Wiedemann can't get a game uh, despite you know being kicking goals and taking marks in in the twos and we'll talk about that later as well but I don't know what's happening that 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 was the whole premise that um, look and you need T-Mac needs support he, he was so good in that uh, that tail end of uh, 28 though in fact 2018 as a whole, he was nearly took out the Coleman medal had he not missed a couple of games. But that was because he had Hogan possibly taking the best player um, each week. Uh, he was also in good form. Um, but now Tommy's this solitary guy there. There is a hole left, but left by Hogan, but we 
haven't filled that hole even with players we've got available. Um, George? Which takes us yeah, on to the selection I, issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I totally agree with, um, with what uh, Grapevine has just brought up. Um, I, don't, I don't think we can underestimate the loss of Hogan. Um, he's, he, he was a huge contributor in the years that he was there and enabled people like Tommy Mack, who you remember came from a back line who was, um, hadn't, hadn't really been trained in the forward craft, who, who really excelled particularly in 2018. And that, that's one of the side effects of, of having a solid body like Hogan, who despite all, you know, every now and again, splitting the dummy, um, he, he was a hard worker up the field, um, Unfortunately, Tommy's not of the same quality as Hogan, um, and you can certainly understand the football department's um, feelings. You know, particularly after that final series in 2018, where Wiedemann looked like he was going to fill the gap. Um, uh, so you can understand why they've gone there. We we couldn't stop him, as as uh, Andy has pointed out. In any case, he was going to go back home, and our priorities were at that time getting a decent backline together like i said people people were ready to were ready to lynch oscar um during that uh, season uh, um we, we needed that extra backman lever was still injured um at that point so um you can understand why they went that way um we've missed out in this particular case so um yeah hogan's a big big loss to us ultimately um we've got a caller coming through um Good evening. You're on the air with the Demonland Podcast. Who am I talking to? Hello. Hello. G'day, fellas. How are you going? It's um, Gary Baker's Happy Avatar. Oh, this uh, would be man. This would be man. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. There's uh, a fair bit of negativity around today with the the COVID news, and um, but swamped by the demon stuff. Really, that's the more important uh, issue of the day, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, but, B-Man, I do love it when uh, you call in because uh, I think you've got a very good record of uh, your call-in rate versus our win rate. So uh, we could be in for some happy weekends uh, this weekend. I'd like to know, yeah, B-Man, well, I think that's fallen away, Since the preliminary finals. Sorry, great fight. Okay, go ahead, B-Man. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. we can hear you. Yeah, uh, just the... Um, just a couple of things I, that I've been really thinking about lately the in terms of our game plan. And, I, look, I hate to make excuses. It's been – I think we're out of excuses. A lot's not gone right for the club. Like, you even look to round one. They shouldn't have played that game against West Coast. Now, you can say that that's an excuse, but it's a young team over the other side of the country who knew what was going to happen. Um, we come to round three and we get the cancellation. Even this one, we end up playing, you know – we're planning for Sydney and we don't travel, we play Richmond. Um, so, you know, I'm not making excuses, but there's some excuses, I guess. Um, but I think a real issue for us has been the 16-minute quarters. That game plan that um, Goody is so committed to, that, that sort of contest out football that's really based on impact and contest and grinding your opposition is really built around 20-minute quarters where you start to really get on top in the last four, five, six minutes of the quarters. And that's what I think Richmond are struggling, and the same for Collingwood, because they both have the same, you know, Collingwood less so, but they have the same model where they grind down teams and uh, and in, you know, red time, they get on top. And I think with no red time, teams aren't running out of puff. So they're getting back in waves. The zones 
are getting more and more extreme every year and their ability to keep that zone up for a whole quarter means that every time you go forward, um, you're kicking into a crowded forward line. And that just, I mean, it just it plays against our strength in the sense that we're not getting on physically on top of players and uh, teams and um, getting the benefit of our relative fitness and strength. But it also means that our weakness, which is our kicking and our disposal skills, is exacerbated by constantly kicking into crowded forward lines. I think it's been a, a huge factor for us. And, um, you know, I think that that was behind the thinking for Goodwin to go for a smaller team perhaps to, um, you know, to mitigate against that. But, yeah, I think it's been a big factor for us. Boys, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I no. don't agree. <laughs> um, and I was actually surprised to hear Bidman say that because I think he's been one of the quite critical voices uh, on the board um, from some of the more reasonable um, Demon Land posters the past week. And I'm curious, uh, Bidman, as to what, uh, how much faith you still have left in the uh, football department um, yeah, it's a good question, and I, I think that um, I've definitely been my confidence in the football department, and particularly the coaching unit, has been a little bit um, eroded this year. I mean, I think last year I was definitely in the camp of you know you couldn't have got a worse season in terms of injuries, but we haven't got that excuse this year. We have got those excuses that I mentioned, but um, I mean, all teams have faced that. To be honest, I've been a little bit disappointed in, in um, some of the decisions that Goodwin's made tactically, and. I, I saw a Zoom session right the week, the Tuesday night before um, um, the first game back, the, before the Blues game, and he mentioned that he thought that the game was going to become quicker um, because of the COVID break, because of the 16 minutes quarters and the, the need to get percentage um, with only 17 rounds for the season, that it would result in a quicker, faster game. And he implied, without directly saying it, that... Um, he was tactically going to respond to that and he selection seems to have borne that out and including going with the i know you've been talking about the forward line including going with a small forward line um and it just occurred to me that whilst it's great to be tactically sort of maybe innovative it really worried me if they're trained a particular way all season um all pre-season i should say to come into a new season where everything's chucked up in the air a bit um you know i thought that was a pretty risky move and, and for me it's played out that way uh, and then to be honest his lack of response in the box in that um, Blues game when they got the momentum was repeated against the Cats uh, um, less so I thought he was a bit better tactically against the Tigers but yeah I have to say uh, my confidence in him has been you know not I'm, I'm still confident in him but it's been eroded a bit yeah agreed um, anything else be man no, I mean, look, it's such a short season and um, we've only got, what, how many more rounds left? 14, is it? 13. 13. Um, and, you know, we're gonna, I was really, I thought your, your interview last week with Bartlett was fantastic and I was really interested in his sort of clarity around the expectation to make finals. Um, we're not tracking to make finals. We're, we're not scoring enough uh, and we're already in the hole a couple of games we should have won. Um, so I, I, I do wonder when you know what that means for the club and our direction um you know i think that but it's a lot hard to read into this season it's such a crazy season so you know it's a it's sort of not maybe that's a bit unfair at the moment in terms of what's going on or around the football season 
Yep, uh, agree with that. Um, B-Man, I might uh, let you go only because uh, my internet's really spotty and I guess the, the more people I've got on the on the Yeah, line. no worries. Thanks. <laughs> Normally I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rush you off, but uh, yeah, we might have to save the oh, uh, bandwidth. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Terrific. I'll listen into the rest. Oops, think I cut him off, but he's going to listen into the to the rest of the show. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Big man, usually I would uh, would uh, keep Big man off, but uh, I have uh, switched over to the four G. That doesn't seem to be working. We've got a bit of dropping in and out uh, from our co-host, but uh, we'll we'll plow along. Um, and uh, I was, you know, we talked about selection. I think the the coach is being stubborn in persisting. You know. Persisting with a solitary uh, tour forward, um, you know, despite uh, what uh, B-Man said, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's working for us. Um, the scoreboard tells you that. Um, you know, we mentioned, uh, George, you said uh, T-Mac doesn't really have anyone else around him from support. But there was also another thing. During, during the week last week, uh, Goody banged on about uh, Harley Bennell uh, needed to work on his defensive pressure. He made a point of that. Um, and well, uh, Jake Melksham and Jaden Hunt had had but uh, three and four disposals uh, respectively. Uh, they had zero and one tackle respectively. That's seven possessions and one tackle between them. Uh, George, I'll borrow a line from the match report in regards to to Melksham, uh, which you said, and I'll quote. And if he wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for hanging out the back, getting cheap kicks, Melksham would have uh, touched, wouldn't have touched the ball at all, even though he was gifted two goals. Um, care of uh, George on the outer. Um, then there's, you know, Cosy. He's on the verge of something. He's still a little bit raw and perhaps he's not quite ready, uh, but but he's right on the edge and he's attempting to be in everything. He only had five touches, but I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass. Um, but that's half our forward line who only touched the ball 12 times uh, the whole game. Um, and just as an aside, uh, before I bring this back to Benel and selection, Cosy's uh, attempted mark of the year I don't know how that was a free to Richmond. Uh, the only bloke that he touched was Tomlinson. Um, did anyone yep. – I want, need some clarification on the rule. If you fly on your own teammate and just say there weren't any Richmond players there and you don't take the mark, is that a free to the other team? That that rule is ridiculous. I noticed I watched the game before the Brisbane Lions game and uh, I think Charlie Cameron had one paid against him. Unreasonable attempt. Now, there should only be a free if you um, – if you somehow infringe on an opposition player, as you said, if you're flying over your own, um, or as it, as also happened in Cosy's case, you actually get near the ball and almost do take the mark. Um, I don't know why it gets called an unreasonable attempt. They're just saying the umpires blow their whistle as soon as they see someone flying for a screamer that isn't taken. And I just don't think it should be automatic, and that's what it seems to be. Well, earlier in the game, a Richmond player in flew uh, for a specky right in front of our goals. He did exactly the same, even worse, because he actually infringed upon one of our players, and it was play on. Um, you know, inconsistency with uh, that rule, and but I expect nothing less. Um, another aside, uh, we'll quickly just talk about it. That the what did you think of the whole holding the ball? Uh, you know, fiasco that they've got going uh, this week. That that Petrarca thing. Uh, look, that's obviously the rule, but that's not a free kick. That that is. I, I they've just is that a complete change of the rule? Are they going to forget about this in two weeks and not play those? Because that wasn't a free kick. I'm sorry, not any. I actually day of the week. thought he was 
partially yeah. he was harshly done by even if even by the um, technicalities of the law because he did make an attempt to get rid of it. He was falling backwards and his fist was punching it in the usual way that they punch it. I just don't know what they expect the player to do in those circumstances. Um, and then there was uh, Dusty who just yeah. threw the ball yeah. away. <laughs> uh, yeah, play on. Yeah, the, uh, I think this was all, a, 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 it was across all the games that I saw on the weekend. Um, the umpires have obviously been told to start paying free kicks for um, rather than play on, play on, and then throw the ball up. Um, Petrakas was def- definitely um, uh, wrong. Um, the same with the um, Cozzy situation with his mark. Um, there is no rule change there. It's the umpires, the umpires' feeling. Um, they didn't actually. The only infringement can, that can possibly occur is if you push someone in the back when you're climbing on top of them. That doesn't apply to your own, own teammates. So um, hopefully the umpires will have that explained to them at some point during the week. But I don't hold any great faith. Mm. Um, um, I'm, I'm a little bit in favour, in, in a sense, of. Um, looking at the holding the ball situation because it is uh, for too long now they've been and, and teams have, ex- have exploited it where they know that if you hold onto the ball it doesn't go out and the opposition can't get it um, I think there's a lot of a lot of um, false attempts to get rid of the ball um, however in Petraka's case the ball was shoved straight down his throat throat and he was tackled immediately taken to ground tried to punch it out but the other guy the um, opposition player was holding it to his chest Um the umpire just called it because he—that's the flavour of the week, unfortunately, yeah, and that cost us. That cost us a goal. Is the flavour of the week has has prior opportunity gone out the window? Because clearly there was no prior opportunity at all. Forget whether yeah. real, realistic attempt or not realistic attempt. There, there was just no prior opportunity for him to get rid of the ball. What's he meant to do? Not go for the ball at all? Let them take it and and kick a goal? Yeah, that's that's the uh, <laughs> like I said. Said it's the flavour of the week this yep. week. Expect to see a little bit more of it for the next week or two, and they'll forget about it. All right, we'll get uh, back on to uh, this. Other, yeah, go on, Great Barney. Well, no, one more ridiculous, one more ridiculous non-decision. Why wasn't it a fifty when the ball was being, was being handed back to a Melbourne, uh, passed back to a Melbourne player, and Tom Lynch stuck his hand up and stopped the ball going back? Why is that not fifty? I thought it should have been. Um, Do you not? Yeah, I remember the exact one, and the umpire sort of said, "Oh no, he didn't mean it." <laughs> I don't know. Just anyway. Yeah, I, it was frustrating. Uh, defensive pressure, uh, you know, and being cited as the reason for Benel being left out of the team, uh, left out of a team that needs to score and have scoring assists, because uh, reports from the last two scratch matches about Benel have have been glowing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and our forwards between them this week had 10 tackles. Pickett had six of them, so good on, you know, young kid, um, you know, getting amongst it. Hannon had three, and I've been, it would, I've actually been impressed with, with Hannon um, in the two games he's been back. Uh, Fritch had one, Hunt had one, T-Mac and Melksham zero. So um, T-Mac, Fritch and Hannon, um, you know, they did make the most of their opportunities and put scores on the board, but uh, there's a few question marks on a few other forwards, and, you know, I, I'd love to see Benel come back into the team, I don't know what he's done to be so out of favour, but we need scoring. We need we need someone with a bit of excitement, and I couldn't care if Benel doesn't lay a tackle, if he can add to the scoreboard or scoring assists or just add to a bit of excitement, uh, an X factor down there. I'll take him any of the day, any day of the week over you know a guy not getting a touch of the ball. 
or, or barely touching it. Yep. Yeah, if, if Bettles in that. and gets no no tackles, then he's done no worse than Melcham and Hunt effectively. So um, uh, the other one I think we forget about, I think Toby Bedford would be someone worthwhile trying. I don't know whether it's the right time at the moment but um, or whether Bedford is physically ready to be able to do it. Um, but, yeah, at the moment when we've got half our forward line barely getting a touch and certainly not putting any defensive pressure on, um, I think Richmond are a, a good example of what a forward line is meant to provide in terms of, def- of defensive pressure. Um, when you see the Castanias and the Riolis, even though they mightn't get uh, many he touches sometimes they're constantly in people's faces and creating opportunities so um yeah i've, I've lost it with melcham i'm afraid particularly and hunt wasn't any better this week i just thought there was no structure going forward i thought the richmond defenders uh, particular bolter uh, actually read the ball coming into our forward line so much better than we did um there was one time in particular that it was kicked in and sort of i think t-mac went the wrong complete wrong way and Bolter just read it and ran forward and took an easy mark and ran it out of our forward line. It's a bit of a shambles, but um, yeah, I'd like to see Benel and one of uh, Weed or, or Brown um, come into the team. Um, we need I to mean, change things around. Isn't this what we got Brown for? I thought. I, mean, I thought yeah. Brown I thought... was insurance to plug the gap between Wiedemann properly coming on and, and yeah. Well, that, that's what we thought, either. but I guess with COVID and the 16-minute quarters, obviously Goody thinks that, um, you know, we don't need the tools, that it's going to be a faster-flowing game um, and we don't need the tools and that's why we're going with a smaller side, but maybe, you know, hasn't worked. Maybe we need to change things around. Um, uh, I, I think I saw some stats as well um, uh, today about contested marks um, where... You know, players in other sides were, you know, even the Gary Rowans of the world were, had five contested marks so far this season. Season, We've got Tommy Mack with two and Fritch with three and, you know, we're right down at the bottom. So all, 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 all that tells me is you do need another tool in there to be able to um, uh, to, to be a target, if nothing else. Um, it, it, they'll take the... the uh, the opposition's best defender or a second best defender. Like I said, you can't you can't expect, can't expect Fritchie to be standing alongside you know, Noah Bolter and expecting to beat him. You know, he's giving giving away about four or five inches. Um, it's not surprising. You know, and Bolter, I think that was his 14th game, and he took eight marks. Uh, you know, that, mm. you know, that's that's just that just is is a criminal statistic in terms of what our forwards uh, are facing at the moment. You've got to have have got to have more than that. Yeah, I think where, where Fritz shines is being that uh, that third guy uh, in the forward line, that yeah. guy who's the medium size but can play bigger, but then he's not playing on one of the monsters um, because you can't expect him, as you said, to win one out. Uh, and if he's that third guy, the surprise packet, that's where he's going to shine even more and take more marks. But, yeah, he's not a key forward, uh, and it's not – I don't think it's any fault of him um, – um, I think there still just doesn't – I was going to go over our game plan and the chaos ball. We sort of have talked about that. But but I don't think there's much change going on in the coach's box during the game. And I don't know if I'm expecting too much. Um, and maybe I just can't see it because we're watching on TV. So maybe there is stuff, people being moved around. Um and I don't know if I'm, expe- um, I'm expecting too much, thinking that there's going to be some, you know, Hail Mary move that uh, can turn things around, like putting 
pick it in the guts or maybe hunt, try Smith up forward, T-Mac down back, you know, May up forward, anything. I, I, I'm In game when things aren't working and we got, you know, it's not like, it's not like for most of the game sort of after half time, they were sort of in command of the games and I just feel that we didn't make any changes um, and if we're not going to make changes to the lineup from week a week, do something on game day. Um, am I expecting too much, boys? No? Um, <laughs> uh, look, as you I, say. I, I, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I, I you go, think I brought this up last week. The question, I think we brought this up that last week was, are we actually, because there's been, there's been a cutback in staff and a cutback in assistant coaches, um, how much we might be missing a Craig Jennings at, at this point, and I don't know that anybody has actually replaced him. Um, he was tactically obviously very good, um, particularly you know, when we were in finals in 2018. Um, the um, the other change that I did that I did notice was that uh, we saw some time uh, we saw Harms back in the middle for a while, which yes. I thought was a good move. Uh, um, uh, particularly when you when you've got people like the Cochins and and the Martins in the middle. Um, they're brilliant players, and you just can't afford to let them run run loose. So that was that was a positive. Um, but I, I I think we're just we're just dancing around the lack of um, uh, the lack of actual targets that we've got up the up the up the forward line. You've got to kick goals to win matches, and you've got to score to win matches. And we're simply not doing that at the moment. We're only with a even though we've only we've played one less game than. Oh, I think competition uh, apart from Adelaide, um, and although the good the good news is that I think we're we're all, also approximately the the fourth, only the fourth lowest for the scores against. So the defenders are doing their jobs. It's just the forward line is so bereft of of scoring uh, opportunities and chances at the moment. It's just killing us. So uh, we need to see more up the front. Uh, one of our uh, listeners in the chat room says he was excited for Vandenberg to be playing, but he has not been cited uh, in the last two weeks, uh, apart from a couple of errors. Uh, what are your thoughts on Vandenberg? Uh, Great Viney might throw it to you first. Uh, is it just a guy who's trying to find uh, his football touch after being out of the game for so long? Or are there genuine concerns so. there? <laughs> <laughs> because I, uh, I, like Terence in the chat room, was also excited for Vander's return, I think we all were, given the form that he was in when we last saw, saw him play, which I think was sort of at the end of 2018. Um, look, he's not going to get too much longer if he keeps performing at the level that he has the past two weeks um, because, uh, you know, when you throw in, as George pointed out before, Hunt and Milksham, um, you know, you, you, you can't have a handful of players who contribute next to nothing um, you just can't carry, um, can't carry that, that kind of dead wood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pity. Um, I, he, had, he was involved in one really good piece of play where he tackled, uh, I, I don't know who tackled, one of the Richmond defenders coming out around the 50-metre line. The ball spilled out to Cozzy. Cozzy delivered it to Hannon, who kicked the goal. So it was nice to see that, but really there wasn't much else that, that, that uh, I saw during the game to to warrant um, his his position on the field at the moment, he he just looks a bit unfit to me. Um, 
which is surprising given um, how, how fit everybody is supposed to be. But um, um, unless, he, unless he really steps up um, and provides more um, um, drive, um, I don't know that there's actually a place on it. He's, he's not playing in the midfield. Um, where do you put him on the field if he's not, not in the middle? Um, I don't quite know either. So. Mm. Um, uh, but just uh, we've touched on Hibbert and May in the back line, but uh, I think the uh, elephant in the in the in the back line uh, is certainly uh, Smith. Uh, he's a bit of a worry down back. We agreed last week that the back line experiment uh, of his uh, should be over, and uh, his case was not improved this week. I, I, he he does I, you know sort of spoil um, teammates in in contests uh, that have resulted in goals. Uh, he kicked one straight into an opponent, um, which resulted in another. But that might have been, I think, the fault of uh, Oliver. I think he got a, a bad pass. Handballs at his feet. Yeah, a bad pass. <laughs> that can't, can't be uh, thrown over the coals for that one. Um, Lever, his biggest, yeah, his biggest on. crime on the weekend mm. surely was um, mucking around with his mouth guard yes. at the yeah. exact time. Yeah time that someone was kicking for goal when he was on the mark. Martin, I mean, that just Martin, looked... Martin, yeah. Do you need yeah. to take him? I don't know. It's been a while since I played footy. I don't know why. <laughs> so, do you need to take your mouth guard up when you're, when you're on the mark? But uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, it was Dustin Martin on that was kicking and you just knew no, he was, it was going uh, to re- play re- on it. I think it was Rewald. And, was it? Yeah. It was Rewald and he, he, he yeah, snapped it. Yeah, you just know he's going to play on and try and snap it, and and here's the guy putting a mouth guard in his sock. <laughs> it was just totally caught, totally caught napping. Yeah, complete lack of awareness. But um, the the real concern for me was, I think twice I counted that he he spoiled either La- uh, Lever or May, or both in contests that they already had covered. Um, mm. they, he didn't need to go into those and. On both occasions, the ball went over the top. Before it even happened, I was screaming at the telly, "Stay down, stay down!" And he went up and knocked it. He didn't. He didn't get the ball. It went over the back. If you if you're going to do that, you've got to make sure it goes forward or over the boundary line. And that was two more goals that went. Um, that you know, at, at those points in the game, would have could have could have uh, changed the whole the whole flow of the game. Um, it's just really really um, frustrating to watch and uh, no doubt for people like May and Lever who are going, oh, would have turned around and gone, thanks for nothing, mate, sort of thing. So um, I don't think he's just, I don't think he's got the natural um, football now that's required and certainly if you haven't got that as a defender, it is, it, it stands out for everybody to see. Unfortunately, I don't, don't think he's got a future. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that screams at the TV. <laughs> um, I think Lever as well looks, uh, he's sort of devoid of confidence at the moment uh, and he's really just a passenger, I think. Um, haven't really got much of out of him. Certainly a passenger in that contest, uh, um, in that contest where he just stood by watching um, yep. and then had a crack at players around him. I mean... Yeah, again, um, sort of a counterpoint to Smith flying at the wrong times. Lever's mm. not flying at at the right times either at the moment. But uh, but I don't look as as yeah. you, as George as you said. I don't think our defence is is our biggest uh, problem 
at, at the moment. Um, no, there, there, not at all. There are more no. concerns. Um, uh, you know, but in the end, we, we were beaten by a team that had been terribly out of form and uh, they didn't have an interchange bench in the last quarter. Um, I guess we could have used one of those longer quarters in the, in the last quarter. But, uh, you know, and the, the game... Was uh, look, Cochin... He was off. They, Cochin was off. He was off. They had three yeah, players then, injured yeah, and no, maybe another was one. Was he smirking yeah. through most of the last quarter? I think they just knew they would... Every time they flashed to the bench, he looked like, like he was just... Oh, that made my blood boil. <laughs> I and think already in the third quarter they were like that. <laughs> would, would we, I think that we... goes to some of the some of the anger that members and supporters feel. Um, in that, uh, yeah, it, it looks like occasionally it looks like other sides just treat us with disdain. Pain. If yeah. I, go ahead, George. Yeah, and. Wouldn't it be nice that we would have be able to put ourselves in that position where you can treat the opposition with disdain? You know that even though they they were down to one bloke on the bench, um, they still had that game in control simply because we kept doing <laughs> kicking the ball to them. You know, so we were we were 16 points down with I think six or seven minutes to go, and that was when Oliver did that turnover in the middle that just went the other way and it was all over at that point. You know, if if um, I was sitting on the bench as a Melbourne player. I'd be laughing too. Uh, look, if we win, if we ever win uh, two premierships in three years, I'll be laughing too. So, um, yep. you know, we we we're now six six wins, twenty one defeats since uh, winning back to back finals in twenty eighteen. Uh, only two wins in the past twelve months, and they've come against uh, Carlton by a combined six points. Um, uh, more alarmingly, if this situation can be, we, we once again were dealt a scoreless quarter, uh, which is now a sta- staple of uh, Goodwin's tenure. You know, my veil of negativity um, uh, is going to come down now, and I don't think I have to be Nostradamus to make this call, But uh, and Grapeviney will probably scream at me and say it's only four, five weeks into the year, but I think we'll be bottom four uh, this year, m- most likely bottom two. Um, and maybe a bold call. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we take out the spoon either. <laughs> not if not if you saw Adelaide play on the weekend. I think we're going to lose to Adelaide. You, Mark. Well, we'll go. To, we'll have uh, to go to. We'll go to some hub in South Australia, and we'll give them their bloody first win win of the year. <laughs> uh, but that's my veil of negativity uh, firmly in place. Um, uh, I, I think we're, we're going to. We could uh, see our first belting of the um, of the year this week, and it'll really just show the gap between um, us and a team that we finished below us last year, and and that's Gold Coast, just another team that's uh, going to cruise on past us, as we we all see all too often. And I often say, you know, a few years ago we were better than Richmond, and look what they've look what they've uh, ended up doing. Great Viney, I'm waiting for you to scream at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no screaming. But, but uh, look, it is only, um, we are only, well, we're, we're four, four weeks games, in. Yeah. Other teams are five weeks in. Got to keep remembering that. Yes. And I think that, you know, Binman made that point earlier. Um, there are extenuating circumstances um, right across the board for all teams, but... Um, We've probably had the the rougher end of the uh, rougher end of the stick so far, um, but um, um, 
yeah, I think uh, uh, it's too early to be um, uh, too early to be moaning about the pick that's going to North Melbourne. I see that that's now become an issue both in the media and on the board. Not surprisingly. Um, Otherwise, this week, all the articles are coming out now. That you said last week, Goodwin, the sites weren't <laughs> on Goodwin yet, and and I don't think the sites are firmly on Goodwin yet. Um, maybe amongst the supporters base, but the the media hasn't. They're not calling for the media is not calling for blood yet, but they are highlighting Melbourne and their woes, and mm. where we got kicked from every end of the spectrum. I don't need to go into that one. Well, maybe one of them we can talk about. Uh, uh, I actually thought uh, that David Schwartz came out and called us irrelevant, but I think he was a little bit wrong. Um, he mentioned that uh, the players. Uh, um, don't playing, play for the jumper. Don't play for the jumper. And I don't think that's the problem. I don't know. I, I, I usually um, sort of go to, towards that, but I, I don't think that's the problem. Um, I think he was a bit – he was sort of like the some of us on Demonland after, after a loss and maybe uh, maybe it was just his emotions getting the better of him. So, so which poster is David Swartz on, on Demonland? <laughs> not, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> surely we can, surely we can nominate someone. Um, well, it, it's not any of the four hundred and fifty-one posters who constantly misspell his name with a T. That's for sure. The thing is that that um, in in the games that we've played so far, we have been competitive. Yeah. And it's easy it's easy to forget that. We've lost those games because of some really silly decisions and some um, turnovers at the wrong time. Um, I definitely think we need more firepower up forward, um, so that's something that can be solved. Um, but uh, this is sort of a, a two, both sides of the argument coming up here. Um, we've played three, three of last year's finalists, um, uh, already, and we haven't been blown out of the park by them effectively. Um, although, if Geelong had played, hadn't played Carl, uh, sorry, and this year two of those finalists are sitting outside the eight, so they're not great teams at, at the moment. Um, Geelong wouldn't be in the eight if they hadn't played Carlton and Melbourne, uh, and play, played played one of the other sides up. They, did they? Didn't they? they? Didn't they lose to Carlton? Sorry. The no, Geelong, they won by one. They won by, won oh, by yeah, Jimmy, they did. By two, yeah, two points. Yeah. They, they they won by two points against Carlton. So, and they and they beat us by three. So, um, reverse. Uh, yeah. put in another side, um, and Geelong would be outside the yeah. eight as well. So, um, <clears throat> it's it's both sides of the arguments. We've played against three finalists from last year, none of whom are playing well this year. Um, this I think will be a real test. Um, coming up this week against the Suns. The Suns are playing well. They've got a lot of talent throughout the side, but of their three wins, they've only won by a total of 18 points. Um, so, again, it's going to be a competitive game, and it may well be the similar to the, the game that we played against Geelong and against Richmond. If It's going to be who, who, who has the fewest mistakes is going to win the game. Um, let's hope that we've learned some lessons from it uh, in the past couple of weeks. And I think uh, an important thing to note about uh, this game is that the Suns have never beaten us a giant stadium. And I think that uh, can't be forgotten. 
Is it our home game? <laughs> yes, it is our home I game. <laughs> and then ne- next week is our uh, the week after is our away game to Hawthorne, who also haven't beaten us at Giant Stadium. So uh, watch this space. Uh, things are things are suddenly turning around. Uh, before we go on to to any particular changes that we want to see for that game. There was the um, the scratch match uh, versus Richmond, the 14-on-14 um, that is now a staple of uh, the reserves games. Uh, Melbourne ran out 25-point uh, winners over the Tigers, but as we know, the Tigers are a little bit undermanned in terms of uh, their uh, stock of available players. And um, I think... The fact that we've we're able to put our best twenty two on the park, whether our best twenty two are actually getting a game or not, that's that's something that's up for discussion. But we've basically got a full complement to choose from, which is a good thing. But also considering our results is 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 a bad thing. Um, we had that excuse last year of the preseason um, surgeries uh, that we're able to sort of fall back on and say that last year was the aberration. Uh, we're saying we're not using COVID this year as an excuse, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, the 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 Rezies match. Um, uh, I hear that um, Sam Wiedemann kicked a couple of goals. I think he might have kicked three. He was taking marks, uh, and uh, Benno was uh, in it a bit. So um, good signs. They're my two wins. They're my two wins for the week. So oh, please. So, yep. um, who comes I'd out? Guarantee, I, I guarantee that those uh, are the ends because every every week when the uh, footy club website puts up the reports, whoever's in the um, uh, the front page or the the headline act, they're the ones that are going to go in. So, um, is is uh, Goody is Goody our web web developer down at the D's? Well, it's very possible <laughs> at the moment with the staff cuts. Um, and, and I think that, I think that, I think there's a few of our uh, contributors would would think that um, uh, he's been doing it for a while as well. But uh, anyhow, well, yeah. uh, Egan's about Benel. Uh, I'm just reading this from the from the website. Egan uh, did say that uh, Harley Benel. Um, uh, he was impressed with his outing. Uh, he has a really good balance in his game, offense and defense. So um, mm, <laughs> fixed it up, defense, yeah, it fixed is. it up, straight, right like that. Uh, he used the ball really well, which uh, he always does. And I think he finished with close to thirty-five possessions. Uh, so he was obviously around the ball a lot. Now I know it's fourteen on fourteen, um, but you know that it's pretty still pretty impressive. Um, he's really calm and composed, and always makes the right choice. It's a really classy performance from him. He has to come into the team. I, I don't, as I said, I don't care if he lays a single tackle. We need to get him in the team. We need to get minutes uh, into his game. Um, it's thirty-two more touches than what Melksham had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a name for me. Uh, on Weedman, Weeds was uh, really really good. His aerial stuff was quite dominant. Um, he looked really strong in his contested marking, and he finished with three goals, but gave off a few as well. Uh, on Mitch Brown quickly, and Brownie uh, played in the first half down back, uh, just because we needed him for the back rotation. He's very natural down back. He gets good body on his man, and also joins in on defence. Uh, then he moved up forward and kicked a couple of goals. Uh, so he's always reliable, Brownie. Um, Yep. Um, uh, what do you think, uh, Brownie down back? <laughs> <laughs> Good old reliable Brownie, who we who we haven't uh, haven't been confident enough to rely on the past few weeks. 
Um, yeah, I, I think Weeds and Ben all need to come in. The, the uh, who comes out? Um, Did, was there anything? That, um, Go on. Yep. Was there anything about Jetta? Uh, there was. I did see Jetta's name mentioned somewhere. Uh, Neville, uh, we had some experienced defenders like Neville Jetta and Josh Wagner who did a super job. Uh, Neville was outstanding down back. He was one of the best uh, just with his leadership. He was in the right position all game, but he also joined in offence and finished with 21 possessions. Um Look, Richmond, but Richmond were, and I'm not taking it away from any of the players, but Richmond were undermanned, uh, particularly they brought in Bolter and uh, Chol into their senior team. Um, so two defender, good defenders came out of their uh, twos. So I'm not sure what was left um, for Richmond. So presumably the opposition wasn't, um, uh, well, we're talking about a Resi's team, but they weren't first rate, yep. um, for their first rate Resi's team anyway. But Richmond have always been competitive uh, on the, in their reserves, but I guess when you're undermanned, you're undermanned. Yeah, which is good to see from Richmond, considering the last three years they've had uh, you know virtually zero injuries. And, yes, uh, I think they had more injuries in our in our game than they've had the last three years. Um, the other player that uh, uh, is in here, I wouldn't be a natural first choice for me, but I know he's a favourite of our coaches. Uh, Neil Bullen uh, was the other one I thought was outstanding. He finished with 27 touches as a, uh, playing as a high half forward and an inside mid. So he could come in as well. But, but the question is still the same with him. Who, in, in that role, who does he replace? Well, he's he's only come in for a forward, so I, I look. I, but he's not a forward. <laughs> no, but that's where they play him on the half forward line. He's not not a midfielder. Yeah. He's not a winger. Um, he yeah, only come not. in in the forward line. So yeah. uh, for me, it's Benel's got to come in. Benel's yeah. got to be ahead of of Neil Bullen. Yeah. Um. Uh, and, and do it, and down back, um, Lockhart. Um, I think might have run his uh, for Yeah. I wonder uh, about Dunk Dunkley. I, I liked Dunkley, Dunkley last year, um, but I think he was injured early on in the preseason, and I haven't really heard his name mentioned. Um, so, hmm. but yeah, uh, Jetta might come in for um, for Lockhart. Um, just a. a I saw. I saw Jones also. Um, was held out for general soreness, um, but uh, I don't know what that means. Or general soreness, uh, which yeah. is disappointing, I guess, for him um, in terms of him getting back into the seniors. He was apparently one of the best in the twos the week before. Uh, if he didn't play this week, he's not getting in. He's not going to. If he didn't play last week, he's not getting into the seniors this week. So yeah, that's uh, that's a bit disappointing yeah. for him. Yeah, I don't know how do you develop general soreness when you when you didn't play the previous week. No, no well, he did. I'm oh, sorry, you played in a scratch match the yeah, previous week. The, yeah. yeah, had a lot of possessions, I, I believe, the week before. Um, right. Memory serves, but uh, then again, uh, memory isn't always great. What do you think? We're hubbing in. Um, we're hubbing in Manly, I believe. Um, we trained on a on a small over. Was it? An, I'm not sure if. I'm not it sure if it was, it was a rugby. Is is but rugby is a, a a square, but it's a cricket pit, a cricket oval as well. So presumably it's round. 
<laughs> but there are no footy goalposts up there. Uh, there are the rugby goalposts. Uh, not sure what the widths are with that or whether we even need to... Um, I saw someone online was smart saying, well, Melbourne don't uh, need uh, footy goals. <laughs> they can't kick any anyway. Uh, thanks, thanks for that, Twitter. Um, yeah, so we're in Manly and apparently uh, it's an over an hour, and this is in Sydney traffic, over an hour, possibly even an hour and a half in traffic uh, from that Manly area where we are to uh, a proper... F- training ground which we're going to get an opportunity to train on i think tomorrow um it's not ideal uh you know an hour and hour and hour and a half round trip uh, not round trip just the the one-way trip um not ideal but uh, i guess we've got to make do with the with the way it is and and we've been Man, we've been training Manly's. training it go ahead grave i was just going to say manly's more more in keeping with the Melbourne image and style, isn't it? Rather than <laughs> Blacktown, I hope the uh, hope the players have got their passports because I don't think you can cross from Manly to Blacktown without one. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's no, it, should, it, it shouldn't be a problem for us either, Andy. We, uh, we've been training at Casey, and that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Forty-five minutes out of Melbourne, so Play, um, players should be used used to it. Uh, a lot of team bonding on on the bus, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other story um, that uh, sort of came out this week that involved the uh, demons, and I don't know if there's anything to it, uh, was that the demons are chasing um, Danaher. Um, What are your thoughts uh, on that? We are in need of a forward. I don't know whether there's anything to this or it's just a media beat-up. Um, I, you know, I for one, uh, uh, look, a fit Joe Danaher, yes, but, uh, Melbourne has a habit of, uh, going after players that, uh, are very injury prone. Uh, uh, George, uh, thoughts on the Danaher? The article, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, did the article actually, we're chasing him or is this a case where the journalist has said, uh, Danaher needs a home. Melbourne needs a needs a forward. Two and two makes five. Um, it, it, that's probably uh, closer to the truth. I'm, I, I have to use my. I don't understand. Oh, I'm actually going to call. I'll call it up right now. Well, it was in the Herald Sun, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm do, I'm doing it now. But for some reason, the Herald Sun makes me sign in almost every time I, uh, I yeah, go that into this. Happens to me sometimes too. Well, um, perhaps on this computer I haven't signed in recently. Hopefully, I got the password. Go. It, it could be. It could be what you're saying. Um, I'm just. But I thought maybe somewhere they might have mentioned Melbourne. Had, but I, they wouldn't have a source. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was just an interest, which, which, we would have. Of course, we've got an interest. Like you said, we we need a forward. Danaher looks like he wanted to get out of Essendon at the end of last year. But I can absolutely, utterly guarantee you, if we do recruit him, he'll he'll break down in the first <laughs> week or two. And if he goes to Sydney, he'll kick 100 goals for the year. <laughs> that, that's a bit of MFCSS, uh, Melbourne Football Club Supporter Syndrome, and the veil of negativity creeping into you, George. Uh, that's yes, usually, yeah. that's my, <laughs> that's my <laughs> line usually. Um, y- yeah, it's... Um, we, we, we don't have a, f- a first-round pick uh, this year, but um, 
Uh, Danaher is a free agent, I believe. Uh, so what's the situation we, in terms of free agents? We, as long as we're, our coin is good. Is he restricted or unrestricted? It just says uh, free agent. Could get him for nothing as a oh, free right. agent. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, from, from what I understand, I, d- I haven't looked into it seriously because I don't think Danaher is a, um, is a player that would fit in particularly well with almost any side. Um, that um, Sydney are going to offer him a bucket load of money in any case and nobody will be able to outbid them. Um, so... You know, I think it's all just pure speculation on the part of journalists. Um, Sydney, I think, have realised by this stage that Franklin is simply not going to last another two years and they need another um, uh, person who can put them on the front page of the paper, uh, the same as they did with Tony Lockett and Barry Hall and um, and Franklin, and now they're looking for the next one in the, in the line. So uh, it'll turn into a bidding war and miraculously Sydney will be able to find the money. Mm. All right, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Anything else before we wrap uh, things up for the for the evening? Uh, I, th- I thought it was good to see Brucey um, back at the scratch match. Um, it's another another one um, less on the injury list, and um, I was always worried that um, yeah, if if Max does go down, who do we bring in as a as a first ruckman? Um, because we can't leave. Can't use Tomlinson or T-Mac um, in any serious capacity, so um, it's good to see him back and up and running. He'll be a couple of weeks away, even even if he was needed. Um, but yeah, good good to see another bit the big man available. Um, they said uh, Prusy uh, was his first game back in a long time, so it was good to see him out there, and he'll be better for the run. So <laughs> not much uh, information about how he went there. He's obviously not gone up. Uh, to the hub, uh, as you said, he could be available within two weeks, but uh, that doesn't help us out for the next two weeks. Um, but uh, D- Jackson is uh, up in Sydney, so I guess if anything happens to Max, we've got uh, a young two-gamer ready to fill the uh, void. Hopefully nothing does happen to Maxie, because, boy, do we yeah. need him. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Do either of yeah. you- do either of you think uh, Jackson's a possibility to, to fit into that forward line? Well, he's just he's raw. He's raw. Uh, there's no doubt he's he's got talent, but um, is he ready? I don't know. Uh, if we need him, not yet for mine. Yeah. If we need him, he, he can yep. fill the fill the hole. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right, boys. I think we're going to uh, end it uh, there. Um, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we uh, back on the winners list again uh, sometime soon. I'm not holding out hope. I, I've watched a couple of the Gold Coast games, and uh, I don't know. I think they look a, a lot better than we are, but uh, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, we'll be back uh, next week, uh, same time, same place. Um, let's go, those demons. <laughs>